Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing free agency. That's right, we're going back in time to a couple weeks ago, but we're looking at the best remaining free agents because, Sam, it's not over yet. This is, what, the third wave, the fifth wave, the tenth wave of free agency? It doesn't matter, but there's still some good players left. This always happens. Guys that are either highly ranked on our preseason ranking or our, uh, free agent rankings and the guys that got released, whatever it might be. So there's a lot of good players remaining. You can see the whole list over at pff.com. So where do you want to start, Sam? Who are the players that can still contribute here in this last wave of free agency? Yeah, there's actually four guys left unsigned that are inside the top 20 of our free agent ranking. So uh, total, not, you know, now, but total uh, off or free agent rankings where we ranked everybody. We included the guys that got cut. Um, Tyron Matthews, Stephon Gilmore, Jadevian Clowney, Bobby Wagner. These are all still very high-end impact players. Now, you can kind of see why they're unsigned, right? Bobby Wagner age reaching the point of his career where the Seahawks were cutting cutting him loose because of the, the money he was earning. Jadavian Clowney is this guy that's like waiting for this giant payday that just never materializes and presumably is still looking to maximize whatever one year, $10 million type of deal he can get to try and chase that giant payday. Tyron Matthew is, I think, still playing at a really high level, still presumably looking for that really big deal but he's about to be 30 years old. And again, presumably that's that's causing problems for teams who don't want to commit giant dollars and giant uh, years to a player of that kind of age. And then Stephon Gilmore, similar thing. A guy, a cornerback over 30, significantly over 30 now, 31, 32, something like that, who showed last season that he still got some gas in the tank, but in a man-heavy system and you know, a cornerback in that kind of system is going to scare teams. But depending on the price tag, there is a lot of players that could still really impact teams. Yeah, all those players you mentioned are all 29 to 32 years old. They're all in that range. And as you mentioned, like on the cusp of teams trying to figure out, do I really want to invest in this guy long term? And maybe a disconnect between what a player wants and what a team's willing to do. We've seen this with Jadavian Clowney, what, three years in a row now, yeah. where he's been the guy who, after the fact, ends up signing um, and he's still a pretty good player, right? He, last year, as far as value goes, using our PFF war metric, top 34 edge defender each of the last three years, even higher in 2019 and 2020. So you're talking about a starting caliber edge defender that's out there. And last year he signs a one-year $8 million contract. Is he gonna? Is it going to be another one-year $10, $12 million contract? Sounds like there's mutual interest between Clowney returning to the Browns and what the Browns want to do. So... There's a lot of value to be had there. There's a lot of value to be had in Bobby Wagner, even if he's regressing a little bit from being the best linebacker in the league. He's still one of the best linebackers in the league. Matthew could still play, as you said. Uh, Gilmore is the interesting one because I think there are fewer man-heavy teams, right, that fit Stephon Gilmore. So I think the other guys, they could fit almost anywhere, but Gilmore might need to be a pretty specific system just to play to his skill set. The other sort of dynamic at play here is obviously contracts are everything and how much money these guys are asking for and potentially going to get is key. But they're, they're sort of a lot of these players, I think, fall into the category of they'd be luxury uh, additions. And a lot of the thing, a lot of the time with luxury additions is you've got to work out what your cap situation is going to be like after all of your priority signings have been done, after you've signed your draft class. And, you know, once the sort of dust has settled a little bit, and you, you're actually really approaching the season. It's like, oh, hey, look, we've got $8 million left just sitting here. And, you know, there's this player over here that could easily be had for $8 million for one year. Let's make this deal happen, you know, in July or in August, like right before 
the season right before training camp actually starts. So I think you might see some of these moves get made much closer to the actual season once teams have a much better grasp on exactly where they are and what kind of sort of disposable, quote unquote, uh, spending money and cap space they have. The next group on PFF's list over at PFF.com, it involves OBJ. He's at 20. Uh, I want to circle back to him for a minute, but then there's a there's a group of 30-something-year-old defensive linemen, guys like Akeem Hicks, Melvin Ingram, and Calais Campbell, all fall within the top 33 on our board. Remember, when we're putting free agent boards together, you're always trying to balance the guys that are 26 that are going to get four-year contracts and guys like the, this who are going to be pretty much one-year you know, rent a player, yeah. make a playoff run. But again, we saw this with Melvin Ingram last year. Had an excellent season uh, when he when he went, uh, not only when he was with the Steelers, but he went to the Chiefs, really helped their defensive front. Akeem Hicks, I think, still has that in him. If he could stay healthy, that's been a big question. And Calais Campbell, once again, staying at uh, still playing at a high level. Top 10 in PFF war. Number 10, actually, in each of the last two years, even though he's going to be 36 there are some one-year rentals to be had here that can help up front. Absolutely. Um, and I think another element of play is that I think sometimes these players are waiting for the right situation to emerge, right? And the longer you wait, the better that is for you because typically those situations are not disappearing. They're not evaporating. You know, you, you don't want to try and jump on a team that you think is going to give you playing time and has a chance to win. All of a sudden, they draft your replacement not even your replacement, just the guy who's going to get all your snaps in the first round of the draft, right? You want to hang on until after the draft to see, all right, which one of these championship caliber teams or championship contenders actually has some playing time that I can try and jump on board. So players like Calais Campbell, these one-year rental type players, they might not be looking to sign right now um, and are actually consciously and deliberately waiting around to see what the right situation is. So you're looking at it from a player's perspective and then from like a team's perspective, you know, maybe you don't have to force that need in the draft, you know, at a, or, or force a pick at a position of need, knowing that there's a plethora of these guys that are still out there. Um, obviously, you would like to have some conversations ahead of time and have an idea right. of who's going to be willing to sign. Jerry Hughes is out there as well. Uh, Justin Houston still out there right now. Um, and then technically, Rob Gronkowski is still out there. I would assume it's either retirement or the Bucks for him. Yeah. Uh, but like OBJ's out there again, as as we said, coming off the the ACL that he tore right there in the Super Bowl. That's a uh, that's one that definitely hurt his stock here in free agency. Yeah, the the injury I think absolutely hurt him, particularly given the way he was ending that season and even in the Super Bowl, you know, on the biggest stage of all, was having a great game right up until he did get injured. So that definitely hurts his uh, value relative to everybody else. But I think guys like Jerry Hughes are, Jerry Hughes like a guaranteed 45 pressures for your defense in a given season. And for a lot of teams, that's huge. They can't even get that kind of pressure. Alexander Johnson was let go, was let walk from, from Denver. And he's, okay, he's got some injury uh, concerns and history to him, but he's only ever had good play in the NFL. His profile's a little weird. He was sort of late, you know, because of his backstory but he's only got good play behind him. A guy like Daryl Williams was let go from Buffalo. And he's when he's played right tackle, he's been a good player in the NFL. Play at guard is a little bit more sketchy, um, and that might hurt his value. But if you, there are teams out there that need starting right tackles, and Daryl Williams could easily come in and start and upgrade an awful lot of right tackle situations in the NFL. A couple corners to note, too. Steven Nelson had a really nice career, been very durable. 
uh, coming off a lower grade than he had posted in previous years. But again, the track record's there. And if you get him at the right price, uh, as some depth at corner. Uh, and then a guy like Bryce Callahan, who once again, you know, we, t- we talked about it on the main PFF NFL podcast yesterday that, you know, sometimes there are corners because the position tends to fluctuate a little bit. They're coming off down seasons. Maybe you can get them from a value standpoint. Guy like Bryce Callahan, who's been one of the best slots in the NFL, actually played well when he had to play outside. Uh, he's got, you know, most good, most seasons under, in, under his belt are good. Last season, though, he tapered off just a little bit. So there might be some value to be had there late for a slot corner that can also dabble outside if needed. Yeah, that's also one of those kind of terrifying profiles, though, for an NFL team. Like, you've got a guy that has dealt with injuries in the past, that's coming off a bad year, and is old, you know, or older, or older than you want for um, that kind of position, that kind of prospect. It's just not a good confluence of data points for you to look at that guy and you say, yeah, that's someone we want to bring in. Yeah, you're right. He might end up proving to be a steal in value because of it, but I get, I at least understand why he's sort of sitting out there and hasn't yet signed. All right, give me one more name, to, or I'll give you one more name to mention here. Dwayne Brown. You didn't mention Dwayne Brown, right? No. Nope. I don't think. Dwayne Brown is still out there. Another one of these uh, similar profiles, right? He's 36 and a half, actually, according to PFF.com. 36 and a half. Coming off his lowest graded season since 2008. But that lowest graded season, still the number 24 most valuable tackle in the NFL last year. For teams that still might need a one-year starting left tackle, is he going to be an upgrade? Potentially, right? Uh, a team like the Colts that still needs that position. A team like, uh, I don't know, the Seahawks, who just, where Dwayne Brown came from, really need a left tackle. So keep an eye on Dwayne Brown, perhaps being one of those late signings for, for a one-year uh, rental. can't believe that you didn't mention Will Fuller being available. Where did we rank him? We just ranked him too low. He should be way higher. You didn't scroll down the list far enough to find Will Fuller to complain about that's it? What it? That's what it was. Where did we? We put him at 97. That's the yeah. problem. Will Fuller at 97? Top I'm 30 on a, player. I'm on a kick recently of giving love to running backs, which is, you know, a very anti-PFF thing to do. Melvin Gordon um, played really well last season for Denver. Like, so much of the narrative was about how much he was like taking away from Javante Williams. But those guys were complimentary pieces. They both graded well. They both had good production. They both broke a ton of tackles. Melvin Gordon can be a high-end running back for the team in the right situation. If, again, if his price tag is reasonable, grab Melvin Gordon. Completely agree. Plus, my dynasty team need, uh, needs him. The yeah. one other guy I want to mention, Emmanuel Sanders. Another one of those, like he's almost in his mid thirties. The dude still knows how to get open, yeah. and he's been a hired gun over the last couple of years from playoff caliber teams. So here's the deal: team building never ends. There's still a lot of free agents out there, so keep an eye on these names. Maybe not in the next couple of weeks, but as we get closer to the season. It's a PFF NFL Daily.